You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. Thanksgiving edition. Gobble, gobble. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason, uh, I was going to say something about turkey, Shear. Yeah, that's a that's a great start. It might be nap time. What's that thing that makes you tired in turkeys? Uh, tryptophan. Yeah, I snorted it. I mean, it's been a crazy day. Crazy Thanksgiving. Did you snort it? I mean, I think I'm you wind boy. up in the I hospital. Can, but... I can snort anything, you know? <sighs> yeah, it's amazing that... Men don't live as long as women. Remember when I was cooking? When was it? And I snorted uh, <laughs> cayenne pepper. Yeah. Yeah, I snorted that was cayenne funny. by accident, and it ruined my entire day. It was not a good look on you. And we were dating at the time, and I still married no. you. That was like a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> no, there's another time. Oh, um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, hopefully, you are enjoying your family time. There's no um issues with your crazy uncle or that drunk cousin you know what shelby you know what i'm thankful for what are you thankful for home field apparel oh black friday deal go to their website one word all caps black friday 20 percent off and shelby said that she will break up with me if 20 people don't subscribe to wildcat authority by the end of the weekend Ha-ha. This will be the last episode of the podcast. 75% off. Black Friday, Happy Saturday, Super Sunday, whatever you want to call it. I believe until the 28th. 75% off an annual subscription. Once the week promo runs out, you get Paramount+. Plus. You can watch Blood and Treasure. You can watch... There's uh, a Star Trek show, Picard. Picard. You can watch whatever your heart desires. All the survivors, all seventy-three seasons of the the survivors. The sur- the survivors or just survivor? I'm a survivor. Sing it, Beyonce. Um, I'm wearing my home field apparel shirt today because we had some cleaning to do. We had it's just so comfortable. It's like my favorite comfy shirt. Oh, honey, honey. So you know, Shelby actually also bought an ASU one and covered it in blood in order to get ready. <laughs> For tomorrow's game. Like war paint on my face. Yeah, we don't mess around in this house. I'm going to wear that um, to the press box and see how long I'm allowed to wear it. Yep. It'll be great. Um, but as you can tell, we're talking about war paint and blood. We are talking about Arizona versus ASU in the Territorial Cup. I was introduced to this game very early. Very early in the importance My first Territorial Cup, I didn't know any better, Shelby. And there's no student section because the kids are on break or whatever. So everyone sat where they they wanted. I think it's still the same this year. And so I say to my parents, 
mom, dad, why don't you come out? We'll sit in the student section for the Territorial Cup. And the words that my parents heard at the time were words that adults would normally be horrified by. And a woman turned around and said to me and a bunch of kids around my mother, watch your mouth, please. There's kids around. <laughs> and my mom says, then get your kid out of the fucking student section. And that is Tina Shearley. That is my, if you know my mom, that's how she rolls. And she's probably mad if she's listening to this because she said, don't you dare tell this story. But I will, because mom's a thug. And also, when our daughter Aurora was born, um, like she was like two years old, and Shelby's dad comes to me, very seriously, I thought I was in trouble, and goes, have you taught her about Satan yet? I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, have you taught her about what we think of ASU? I was like, Mike, she's two. I don't, <laughs> under, I don't understand what you want me to teach her. My dad bears down real hard, guys. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could get the Pentecost out here. We can get going, you know? I mean, she's two. She doesn't know her head from her ass, but we can do this. I'm just excited because I do not travel to the school up north for this game when it school is up north. played up there. Because years ago, <laughs> was we went up, my mom, my dad, Jason was in the press box. There was a couple, and my friend Enid, or I think Enid was with us. And it was, first of all, the coldest night in Phoenix of all time. I mean, I think like. It's the only territorial cup I can remember. I'm pretty sure it was raining, too. It was raining. It was, misera- me, was miserably cold. And then Arizona lost. And it was already difficult enough. Like, at some point, I think my mother and I went and just <coughs> to try to be slightly warmer, went out and just watched the game from a TV on the concourse because it was awful. And then the walk of shame to your car and getting heckled by ASU fans. Someone threw a bottle at us. If you're going to do a walk of shame when you're in college, there should be a good reason. <laughs> anyway, it was awful. So I vowed in the car on the way back home to Tucson, I would never step foot in that godforsaken stadium ever again. And even if Arizona is playing them, I will not go up there. So I'm excited when they play down here. I haven't been to one since... I think when Arizona won... I'm going to be blunt. The Pac-12 South with Rich Rodriguez. I would be shocked if you could keep your mouth shut in the press box the entire game. I just I'm, don't see any way. You might, Mike Luke slaps my leg when he gets excited or yeah. like he'll grab my shoulder and whisper sweet nothings to me. You may have to sit next to Mike because there's no freaking way that you're I'm just going to sit I'm there. very good in this the press box. This is a box. different animal, Shelby. This isn't Washington State or Northern Kentucky. <laughs> this is it when, remember the game when Rich Rob was fighting, they had to play Louisiana Lafayette in the last game of the year. Yeah. Bless you. Oh, I just sneeze. I'm done. I'm allergic to bullshit, and I smell a devil around the corner. I don't know. Wow. Anyway, um, one thing I would love, obviously we're going to have, um, my brain's not working. It's been a long day, guys. It's vengeance, Shelby. It's vengeance over. day. I'd love to know other people's stories, ASU versus Arizona football territorial cup stories. I'm sure there'll be a thread about it or tweet at us because I always, start it tomorrow. I always find these rivalries amazing. But before we get started with that, let's preview the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving Eve and the <laughs> World Cup matchup coming up no. between South Korea. Okay, this is the longest we've ever rambled before I actually got down to business. You see, Shelby, I was born in 1983 um, in Beverly Hills, California. I was a, a wee lad. I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ASU's offense is based on the run opening everything up. 
What can you tell us about the Sun Devils running game? Yeah, I call him X Valade. X is in his first name, but that's what I'm going with because it's shorter and easier to pronounce. X Valade is actually really good. Uh, he is a, a legitimately, Shelby's looking at me. It's like Z, Zevion. Um, Valade, he's, he's a legitimately good back. A lot of times there's good players on bad teams and, you, and they play really well and their effort's kind of wasted. Valade feels like one of those players. I mean, he's 14th in the country in plays of 10 yards or plus with 43. He's got 13, 20 plus rushing the plays this season, which is seventh in the country. His 16 overall plays on over 20 yards or 17th in the country and sixth among running backs. He's rushed for a touchdown in seven straight games, the longest streak since 2011. He has 16 total touchdown, best in the Pac-12. Uh, he is really, really good. If you are looking for the potential for ASU to win this game and Arizona to lose it. Which we're not. This would be the first thing that I would look at. And I think that Arizona is basically, well, we'll talk about this later, but I think Arizona absolutely, I mean, Johnny Nansen called Valade as good as any back that they've seen all year in the Pac-12, and there's quite a few of them. And, and I would agree with that. He is very difficult to bring down. If Arizona doesn't make those initial tackles, um, it's going to be really, it's going to be a long day. Uh, they have Daniel Nagata. They don't really use him as much as they should. There's rumors that he's not even going to be on the team next year. Valade is the guy, and I think the last season, um, they're really going to try to ride him. Like, I think he's going to get 30 carries in this game because there's no next week. There's no worrying about conditioning or keeping fresh or anything like that. He has an abnormal amount of carries in college football. Like, he has a very, very high number of um, there is not many teams in the country that rely on their running back like ASU relies on Valade. So he, he's probably my number one guy in offense to watch, and, and he is legitimately good at his position. Okay. Um, I hope I'm saying this right. Is it... Trenton Borgay. I was going to... Well, you, you should have let me say it because I was going to say it Bar-Bay. like that. Trenton Borgay. No. Trenton Borgay is going to get the start this weekend. What makes him potentially dangerous? Uh, I think his biggest strength is his ability to get the ball out quickly. He is not afraid at all to go to the checkdown man. And sometimes he does it too much. And you remember early in the season with Jaden Delora, you wanted him to kind of go to it a little bit more, and eventually he did. Trenton maybe relies on it too much, but he gets the ball out quickly. That makes him pretty difficult to sack. Uh, he, he completes them at a high rate because he's willing to go shorter a lot of times. So he's completing nearly 70% of his passes. Um, he's faced 48 blitzes on his 168 pass attempts, which is quite a bit. And he's actually completed 74% of his passes against the blitz. Now, again, a lot of those are checked down, running back, whatever it may be, but he's still able to read the blitz and get rid of the ball as opposed to, you know, getting sacked. And so they're, they may not all be great plays, but he knows how to read an offense. He's very, very cerebral. I mean, he's not the most athletic. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but he is very good at reading defenses, which is why I would assume Arizona's going to mix it up. Teams have been mixing it up the last few weeks. His numbers are kind of inflated at times, but um, he is definitely, if you're describing him, the first thing I think you would talk about is how smart of a quarterback he is and Shelby and from Marana. He's from Marana. It's really, you know, hard when 
it's hard to root for him. But I really want him to do well, but it's like, ooh, I don't know if I, you know, he's playing for the so wrong team. So if queen of Morana, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Well, anyway, which of his targets should we keep an eye on? So there's two that, that really come to mind, and these aren't the only two. There's obviously other guys. But um, since Sean Aguano took over, it, he had an epiphany, or uh, for, for the program at least, that, hey, maybe we should use our better players more. For some reason, Glenn what? Thomas, the offensive coordinator that he fired, couldn't really figure out that, hey, you know what? We have some weapons. Maybe we should try to utilize them to their full potential. So Jalen Conyers is a very large man at tight end. Uh, in the la- he has 346 yards on the season, Shelby. What? 270 are in the last four games. So he actually leads uh, college tight ends in those 270 yards in the last four games. He has four touchdowns, which is the most tight ends in those four games, and his 12 first downs receiving our third. So he is really good in the last four games. We kind of ignore before that because Sean Aguano is using him. Um, he is very difficult to bring down with 140 yards after contact. The real weapon in the passing game to me is Elijah Badger. And this is one of these guys, you know, with ASU's coaching search and all that. These are the guys they can't let get away. So whoever the new coach is, my first call is to Elijah Badger. Because you got to assume in the way that college football is now, the NIL is going to be big time. People are going to be calling him. It's just the way it is. But this is a guy that he's top 50 in the FBS with 774 receiving yards, 37th in the country with 5.6 catches per game, 13 yards per catch, our 20th uh, with at least 50 touches. ASU has 121st down by passing all year. 37 are from Badger. Uh, 23 forced missed tackles, top in the conference, third in the country. 22 explosive receptions, that's 15 yards or more on the season. Fifth in the Pac-12. He is an absolute weapon. He is really, really good. He has reached his potential. I mean, he's probably not reached completely, but he's kind of more of the receiver that ASU probably thought it was getting when it was bringing him in. Um, one of the better receivers in the conference. That's the guy to me where Borgay is going to have success. It's probably going to come with those two guys. I assume Christian Roland Wallace will, will cover Badger. Um, Conyers is going to be interesting. Christian Young is going to have to step up. But those are, uh, those are the two guys that I'm definitely keeping an eye on, Show. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. And Arizona has struggled a bit with aggressive defensive lines this year. How has ASU's been? Well, it's, it's weird because they're aggressive, but they're not. 
in the sense where the sack numbers, ASU does not sack the quarterback very much. And a big reason why is because Donnie Henderson doesn't blitz. I don't know why he doesn't blitz. He's blitzed a little bit more, but then it's like he got scared to blitz. My guess is he doesn't blitz this week because he's afraid of mismatches, but who knows, maybe the last game, his last game at ASU, he goes out with a bang and blitzes every play. That's something also that I think that we got to account for when I'm analyzing all this is this is ASU's last game for this coaching staff. They're going to go trick plays. They're going to do stupid stuff. They're going to do stuff that they probably haven't done all season because why not? They have nothing to lose. Iguano, if anything, would come back <clears throat> as an assistant. Everyone else, you assume, is probably gone except, you know, I don't know, maybe another guy, but the defensive side of the ball especially. But um, the defensive line is combined for 34 quarterback hits on the season, which is the 10th most out of defensive lines in college football this year. Uh, they pressure a lot, top 20 with that. The guy that really sticks out to me is Jay Nessa Silvera, 34 solo tackles against the run, which is the most of any interior lineman in the entire country. 54 tackles this year are third among interior linemen, 24 defensive stops, 17th. Uh, I like him a lot. The issue is that, you know, stopping the run, there's multiple levels. So the defensive line in the interior has been all right, but then you start to kind of look at the lack of depth in the running game and all that. And that second level has struggled at times, and ASU's defense has not been playing well as of late. Um, the defensive line, though, to me, when you're looking at overall individual talent, uh, the defensive line is, is where you would be most likely to find that talent on the defensive side of the ball. All right. And then how is ASU's secondary? Oh, I like think I said that. Uh, eh. Meh. Meh. Roe Torrance is solid. I like him. Uh, only allowed 173 yards for Sieverts in coverage. Lowest in the Pac-12. Um, you know, ASU had actually had an interception in 11 straight games. That ended against Washington State. Um, they have Corey Bethley, the second highest graded defense player in the Pac-12. Um, and very good against the run. Uh, you know, his 21 stops are fourth in safeties, 12 of the stops, three lines of scrimmage. They move him up. He'll, he'll, they'll move him up because he's a, a, a pretty short tackler. Um, but again, the problem is their, their corners really struggle. Uh, their, their linebackers struggle in coverage. And so what Arizona's going to do is pretty much what it's done to every team and have success with. It's going to get ASU out in the open and really make that secondary tackle. But it, it hasn't been outstanding this season. It's had moments, but the last few weeks, it's, it's definitely struggled. Okay. And... What number are we on? Oh, number six. How does Arizona win this game? Shelby's very into this. You can see we have her full attention for this podcast. Right, I'm babe? looking at you. Oh, hey. I'm looking at you. I'm listening to you. Uh, Arizona wins this game multiple ways. Number one, they score more points. Boom. Done. Yeah. They score more points. They'll definitely win this game. They have to contain the run. Uh, Valade is going to get his, and I think containing the run would be like 125. You know, I thought that sounds silly, but if he has one of those Zach Charbonnet type of games where it's got 180 and three, that's tough. But if they can contain him and really make him earn it, like 30 for 125, even that, that's a good day. Uh, they got to force the turnover. I, I think ASU, something to me that I think we have to watch out for is this is the last time they're playing for the coach. They know the new coach is coming in. Some of them, the reality is, they want to end the season. Like Omar Normalot already announced his transfer before the Territorial Cup, which is kind of a, a D move the week of the Territorial Cup, but he did it. 
He's probably not the only one with a coaching change that's going to move on. So when the going gets tough, how does ASU respond? I think Arizona is more likely to respond well to tough situations than ASU would because of that coaching deal. Um, containing the run, I think Arizona needs to just take care of the ball. I mean, like we know, ASU forces interceptions, but they're also not a very aggressive defense this season. The teams that have given Arizona fits defensively are the ones that come at Jaden Delora quite a bit. That would be somewhat out of character for ASU. And a lot of times, you know, coaches say, do what we do, because when you do what you don't do normally, you actually struggle at it. So I'm really curious, but Jaden Delora takes care of the ball and Arizona contains the run. They should be able to score on this ASU team and, uh, and put up quite a few points because the defense is just, they're just not very good. All right. Well, that sounds promising. You never know with the rivalry game though. It's always a little bit nerve wracking. Um, with all of that information that we now know, what is your prediction? So Arizona is favored by four. And my biggest thing with the spread during the Territorial Cup is that it couldn't mean less to me. It, it means nothing. Because the underdog has won plenty in this matchup. Uh, it's, to me, when I look at it as objectively as I can, uh i think and you know maybe asu fans disagree and if they do let me know i'm a i have thick skin i think arizona is a better football team i think arizona is more likely to score points in bunches i think arizona's defense has actually been playing better than asu's the last two weeks maybe it turned a corner uh i just think that the overall chemistry of the team this week between asu and arizona is very different uh, and I know Sean Iguano is going to do weird stuff. I guarantee you they're running trick plays. I guarantee you Arizona is preparing for them. But I feel that Arizona knows this is an opportunity with ASU's new coach and all that to get back in the winning column. And I just think that Jaden Delora and Arizona's offense are good enough um, to just it, – it's it's similar to Arizona basketball. You're like You know the offense is going to perform well. And – you can't say that every week with Arizona because they face some good defenses. Washington State was good, but the, the teams that they have faced with even average defenses, the Washingtons, the you know what the UCLA's, whatever the USC's, they put up a ton of points. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I I I'm picking Arizona to lose. No, I'm just kidding. There's no like, world. What? Arizona forty-five. ASU, 31. Okay. It's a little higher than I was thinking. I'm more in the, the you know, mid-30s for Arizona and high 20s for... You want 35-28? Yeah. Oh, all right. 35-28. That's my prediction. Obviously, I'm picking Arizona. I'm back to picking Arizona. We're, we're, we're through that rocky patch, you know, where we were picking other people. You know what they say, Shelby, if you didn't back the A back then, don't back the A now. <laughs> okay. I still am laughing what Michael Luke said last weekend is that nobody said it would be easy. Yeah, no to one said back backing the A. The a is it easy. would nobody gave you that guarantee. And look, when it gets hard, when when you're when you're having difficulty, when you're thinking twice about backing the A, think of John Button Salmon, who literally <laughs> died for the A. He died. Nobody the a. has backed the A. Hard, you know, there's a Harder. really 
than Great John Twitter. If you're not following it, it's uh, John Button Salmon's ghost, the I ghost think. Of John Button Salmon. Or the ghost of John Button Salmon or something like that. He's hilarious. Even in the afterlife, he's continually backing the A. Remember, Arizona's trying to turn the corner. John Button Salmon was the first one to turn the corner. <laughs> you're so mean. Okay. We're going to get a nasty email from his ghost. For making fun yeah, of Yeah, ghost them. email. Show ghost that's what email. They, do. they don't haunt you. They just send you a quick email. <laughs> you know, it's a lot simpler than haunting. Let me tell you a story about once I, uh, the time I got a sex from a ghost, Shelby. You see, I was 13. And <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep going. I just want to see how far you're going. I do this and my kids get so annoyed. I'll be like, Brielle, let me tell you about the time I grew up during the Vietnam War. She's like, you did not grow up in Vietnam. <laughs> she start screaming at me. I was like, yes, I did. Uh, don't have kids. Wait, anyway, um, happy Thanksgiving. We are truly thankful for the members of the Arizona community, the members of Wildcat Authority, the people that surprise me and come up to me in public. I was just going to say, we are thankful to everyone who comes up and says hello to Jason. We know there's some people on the board in the past 72 hours who are dealing with with some emotional loss and stuff like that. I'm not going to name their screen names of the podcast, but know that we are absolutely thinking of you in the Arizona community is thinking of you guys. And this time of year, just, yeah, want to be thankful for, yeah. for my wife, Shelby. I'm thankful for my husband, Jason, my three dogs, my kids, that bomb Turkey. I just ate our kids, our dogs. Well, Shelby actually has something to tell you. <laughs> I don't really live here, guys. Yeah. So, thank you, guys. Hope your Thanksgiving went well. Whatever you're thankful for, make sure you add possibly beating ASU on Friday. Take the turkey. Use it as fuel for anger. And bear down. Bear down. In this episode, Shelby tells ASU jokes. Okay. What does it say on the back of every Arizona State diploma? What, Shelby? We'll work for food. <laughs> and one more. Okay. Um, how is a Sun Devil girl different from a bowling ball? Mm, I don't know. How, Shell? Sometimes a bowling ball is hard to pick up. Ayo! Ayo. See you at the Territorial Cup. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.